What's up, everybody? You're listening to Come On Man, a 3% Man podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bauer, and I am on the road to being a 3% man, just like you. If you are new to the show, this is a podcast for fellow students of Corey Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, and for men who just want to be better in general. We talk about dating, gaining wealth, being happy, and using the law of attraction to get everything we want in life. Thank you for listening to another episode of Come On Man. If you haven't done so, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform of choice. I release a new episode every week. This week was fascinating for me as fellow 3% student and divorce attorney Matt Sandifer joined me from Louisiana to discuss all sorts of topics from how he became a divorce attorney, passing the bar exam in Louisiana, skyrocketing divorce rates due to COVID-19, same-sex divorces, prenuptial agreements, and so much more. And I'll bring that conversation to you right after this word from this week's sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm not sure what you're doing tonight, but what I'm doing involves a bottle of Carvassier and a lady. Well, maybe not the Carvassier, but definitely a lady. If you're like me, you're tired of expensive, girly-smelling colognes from expensive department stores. You don't want to smell like a little bitch. You want to smell like a friggin' man. That's why I've partnered with Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon has a wide range of men's grooming products that actually smell manly as hell. My personal favorites are their Naval Supremacy Bar Soap and all of their awesome smelling colognes that women love. I have several of their colognes for different days of the week, but my Saturday night cologne is Grant because it gets the job done, if you know what I mean. Right now, if you visit duke.comeonmanpod.com, you get free shipping on orders over $25. Using duke.comeonmanpod.com tells them I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. All right. I have uh, Matt Sandifer. It's pronounced Sandifer? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. All right. 3% brother Matt Sandifer with me. And uh, he reached out to me because you're a divorce attorney? I, I am. I am. I, I, can, I can say that now. I'm a divorce and family law attorney in good old uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I was going to ask, which uh, states are you licensed to practice in? Just Louisiana. Just Louisiana. Okay. I, I thought about moving off to Texas. You know, Texas is uh, pretty good right now. Uh, divorce is booming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw an article about that with uh, all the COVID lockdowns. Divorce is just rampant. Yeah. I Well, okay. So I started out when I got out of law school and I wanted to be like a, a corporate business law attorney. Right. So I got out and I started, I started doing that. I started like working for this guy that I clerked for, right. I just like basically knocked on his door one day, kicked the door open and I said, Hey, I'm, I was like, I got a borrow number now. I'm coming to work for you. And he just like looked at me for a second. He was like, Okay, cool. And then we just started, you know, like that, that was it. He cleared out an office for me and I started working for him. I started working 
and like the corporate and business kind of aspect. And then over time, just with COVID happening and everything that's going on, uh, businesses started shutting down, which affected our practice. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I had a buddy that reached out to me and he was like, hey man, he was like, you wanna, you wanna come do divorce? And I was just like, I was like, yeah, well, why not? Why not? So I've, I've been doing that, man. And it's, it's, it's been fun. It's been a wild ride. I never thought I'd be doing it, but I love it. So you don't, um, I, I don't know how any of this works uh, with law, but you basically just get your law degree, you pass a bar exam, and then you could do any kind of law? Like, Yeah. So what will happen is, uh, you know, you have to have like at least a bachelor's degree. Sure. Uh, baccalaureate equivalent or a master's. I, I've had people that have been physicians. I've seen physicians. I've seen vet veterinarians. I, I don't get it, but like you want to go to law school, you want to put yourself through that pain. Absolutely. Uh, knock, your, knock yourself out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so you, yeah, I've seen, I've seen the, the gambit of people that have come into to law school. So you get a law school for three years. I did a four-year program because I started off in the evening. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I got out of undergrad and I took some weird pivot turn and I started working in the insurance industry. Okay. And I did that for a couple of years. I absolutely hated it. And uh, I always wanted to go to law school, wanted to go to law school. And finally I applied, I got in and I didn't want to just kick off all my clients all of a sudden just be like, Oh, well, you know, like you, you have, you need to follow a client uh, too bad. I'm not working for you anymore. So I ended up, kind of just kind of weaning my, my, my clients off and my accounts off to, to another agent. And then, yeah, I've, I've been doing this. It's yeah, it's, it's been awesome though. It's been awesome. Interesting. So you, you, you have to have a degree cause, uh, yes. have yes. you ever seen the movie catch me if you can? Uh, I don't know the the guy's first name, but yeah, Ab- uh, they, he used to be able to do that, but, yeah. um, you know, like they kind of like, they kind of caught on to that. A lot of schools were saying, hey, we're missing out on a lot of money. Mm. And so for the most part, I don't know of any states now that where you don't have to, you don't have to go to law school. Okay. Um, but so after law school, you'll apply to the state that you want to take the bar exam in. And then you'll take that. What they don't tell you is your second year, you have to take what they call like the NPRE, which is like a ethics portion of the bar. Um, it's not, it's not terribly bad. It's not terribly hard. That's why no one talks about it, but it will screw you up if you don't study for it. So, um, mm. got yeah. it. Yeah. Cause in that movie, he just, he, in, in real life too, the real guy, he just studied for the bar exam and passed it. And yeah, he just studied for it. We, we actually, in good old, good old Louisiana, we had a governor, uh, back in like, I think it was the the forties who did that. Mm. He was actually the first, he was the governor that actually paved, who actually uh, decided to pave roads. So he's, he's very, very famous. He's got a long, like, rich history. It's the, it's the Long family. For If there's any viewers from uh, Louisiana, they know exactly who I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, they're, they're royalty down here. Um, they're just, you know, they just have this, uh, this persona behind them. But, uh, yeah, he, he did the same thing, but... Yeah, so you graduate law school, you'll take, you know, you obviously take the MPRA, you'll pass the bar, bar exam, hopefully. Uh, Louisiana has the longest bar exam in the country. It's a week long. There's nine sections. You do 
three a day. So first thing you'll do what they call code one, which is going to be like a property divorce and uh, just pretty much that's it. So that's property and divorce. And then you'll have code two that day, which is like successions, wills, trust. And then you have, which ain't bad. Like I, my, my, I had a tough successions professor. So I was like ready for that estate planning, all that. And then you have code three, which is kill. It destroys everybody. They save it for the last test on the first day. And honestly, I thought I failed it. Like it was bad. And you got what they call, um, sales and lease. So buying and selling property, which isn't bad. Then you have security devices, which is mortgages, acquisitions, uh, just a bunch of boring shit like that. And then you have uh, what they call um, obligations, which is like the Louisiana version of contracts. Mm. And as much as people say that Louisiana is so different from everybody else, it's really not. Um, our, laws our laws have to be written comparable. Otherwise, you wouldn't get anything done around here. The, you know, trade wouldn't. You wouldn't have good trade policy. You wouldn't have uh, what you have today. So, got it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and then you have to like code, and then day two is like not bad. Uh, civil procedure. Uh, you have uh, torts, which is personal injury, and then you have the, the uh, business entities. I took it the day that they reformatted business entities, mm -hmm. and they just asked some like off the wall stuff. And yeah, once again, thought I felt that one. And then day three is like federal jurisdiction, which is getting stuff in and out of the federal courts, constitutional law, and then you have criminal law and evidence. And those were pretty easy. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So, hey, I, I, um, how much do you, like, if, if you don't mind me asking, how much do you sure. typically charge, like, you charge like an hourly rate? Yeah, so um, we charge... We charge for the work I do. Our firm charges roughly like $300 an hour, which sounds like an exorbitant amount of money. And yeah. it, it is, I get it. Um, but you have people to pay too, like assistants. Right, right. Everybody like thinks that. like, everybody's thinking, oh yeah, like everybody wants to go to law school because they say, oh, you're charging $300 an hour. But by the time you add in, you know, the cost of the software that you have to use, like you have to use the software, like you don't have to, but it's, it's kind of like you have like a, like a, uh, a legal version of Google, yeah. like Lexus, ne Nexus, Westlaw, things like that. Right. They cost hundreds of dollars a month. Then you have, you know, your, your software for managing cases, your software for managing uh, clients, uh, paying overhead. So keeping the lights on, yeah. And you have to pay your staff and then it just like, it dwindles down as you go. And then you think you're making all this money and really you're not. Yeah. Yeah. By the time you, you get down to it. Well, so $300 sounds like a lot to me because when I got divorced in uh, 2014, uh, my lawyer charged me $250 an hour and I was like, yeah, what? That's comparable. Yeah. That's yeah. comparable. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's about right. Yeah. yeah like and, two, and, two, and I, I, I used to hate it because he would uh, call me, you know, to talk about a case or whatever. And, and then he would just sort of like John and start telling stories and stuff like that. And I'd have to like bring him back around, you know, <laughs> I'm like, Hey, uh, yeah. I'm paying for this right now. I appreciate all that. But like, uh, <laughs> no, I, I get it. I, yeah. 
I, I uh, for that reason, because I'll, I'll sometimes go off the rail with my clients. I only charge for stuff that actually I have to charge for. So I only charge them for like going to court, uh-huh. drafting the documents, talking to the opposing party, and then maybe on the off chance, like divorce is kind of cut and dry. Yeah. Which is really cool. You only got to memorize, like in Louisiana, you have like two forms of divorce. Well, really three. You got like an immediate divorce. So if you, you know, you obviously have like the cheating, the the abuse, all that kind of stuff, all those allegations, you can get an immediate divorce here in Louisiana for that. Um, then you have like the 102 and the 103. Now in Louisiana, it's important to know like whether you got kids or not, because no matter what, if you have kids, they want you to live separate and apart for a year. Right. So if you don't have kids, you only have to wait six months. Now, the difference between 102 and 103 is you just fall one of them beforehand, right? Before you wait out the time, that one you fall afterwards and then blah, blah, blah. They do the judgment. And, but it gets, it could get like really, really messy. Um, yeah. Yeah. With my divorce, it took a full year. Uh, we ended up settling it in mediation, the, but the big. Oh, that's good. The big. Um, contention was she wanted alimony and she wanted full custody of the kids. So I didn't want to pay any alimony, but in in Colorado, uh, my ex-wife is not stupid. She's very smart. She waited until January of 2014 because they implemented a new alimony formula. And so 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 she knew that if she waited until January of 2014, that she, she would be entitled to something. And so, uh, what my lawyer, my lawyer was really great in hindsight. He, oh, that's uh, awesome. he was that's able cool. to, he was able to negotiate that down a little bit, but he was like, you're not getting out of, out of this because yeah. of the, of the new statute. And then, um, but I did win the 50, 50 custody. Cause that's what I wanted. Oh, awesome. I, I wanted 50, 50. And, um, so that all ended up working out in my favor, which is great because a year later she took me back to mediation to try to get full custody again. So she could move to Denver. And my lawyer's like, look, you getting 50, 50 is the best thing you could have done because now she has an uphill battle to prove to the court that she has a, a good reason to take the kids away from you. And, you know, she doesn't. And so, yeah, she ended up, dropping that pretty quick in mediation the second go around but um yeah so one of the things that i was really intrigued by when you mentioned uh that you would come on the podcast uh and and talk about some of your divorce cases you know um i used to listen to the show in in la called the tom likas show okay and and tom likas used to have this weekly show where he had his lawyer come on and just tell like just the nastiest stories <laughs> yeah, yeah. because his whole, his whole show was about getting more ass than a toilet seat, you know, like how to sleep with more women and then how like you should never get married, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. It didn't click. It didn't click for me. Like I used to have like the really, really bad, like one itis, like, especially in, in like the twenties. Right. Sure. And I was like, you know, I was, I was taken for a soccer. Like I, like, I know you're, you're like a Navy vet, right? Yes, sir. So yeah. Like, yeah. So like you, you get it. Like I'm, you know, Marine Corps, like you get, you get it. Like you'll get those girls that'll just like latch on to like military service guys and they'll just like take them for a ride. Yeah. And then, you know, you don't even know what what's coming until like it's, it's over. 
and then right you know you keep wanting to go back to it you keep wanting to go back to it but um yeah i used to have like that really really bad problem and i guess what i'm saying is like my brother's been married twice and he told me he's like he's like dude he's like don't ever get married he's yeah. like it's, it's the most miserable thing out there now <laughs> now granted granted i've seen it work the other way like um by the way what, what i what i tell you isn't label advice per se of course life life <laughs> advice okay cannot construe this as legal yeah, advice disclaimer this. <laughs> right right so disclaimer so i've seen i've seen it go like both ways i had a case i had a case that was pretty recent and it was like probably the chillest divorce custody thing that i could do like it was the typical like and I didn't, I, you know, like, I'm, I'm just now starting to pick up on this, like with the, the whole concept of the law of attraction, you know, when you focus your energy mm -hmm. into something like Corey is talking about, you'll just start, stuff just starts popping out, you know, like one of those like 3D puzzles. Yeah, it's so amazing. Like they just had back in the 90s. So you had something like that going on. So what I started noticing was like, especially in this situation, you talked about like how you know, he talked about the courtship. He, he was talking about the, you know, like the, you know, the guy needs to always be going out there and like living his mission and living his truth and, you know, living his dream. And I think that's honestly where this couple went south. Like, because, I mean, she was like, well, I mean, first of all, she was smoking hot, but, you know, that aside, um, she, she, she got to a point where she was making double the money he was, she was like, uh, she worked in the medical field, like as a doctor, nurse, you know, whatever. She was the breadwinner. Yeah, she was making buku, buku money. And I mean, great guy, like salt of the earth guy. Um, he just kind of like got a job working at the plants. He didn't really, he just kind of liked the status quo thing, which if that's you, cool. They do you, whatever makes you happy. But he just like really wasn't trying. And then over time, it just became like they were roommates and then yep. they kind of fell out of love, but they were still really cool with each other. But it's probably one of the most amicable divorces I, I, I've ever seen because I never had one. I never had to serve them in court. Mm -hmm. Like I had I brought both of them to my office. They both sat in the desk or at my table and we just went through their papers. They signed everything. We did the child support right there. She didn't ask for any spousal. We call it spousal support. It's the same thing. Same, no yeah. um, we call it, they call it maintenance in Colorado. They call it maintenance. Okay, good to yeah. know. Good to know. Yeah, there's common law terms like screw me up. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's the same, it's the same stuff. Yeah. But, uh, most oh, they'll, get, they'll get on to you in Louisiana too. Like you come yeah. down here and you go in front of a judge and maybe you're like from Texas or Colorado or whatever and you know, you just pass the bar and you're still used to using those like common law terms. Oh, they'll jump, they'll jump right onto you. You're like, if you say alimony, they're like, sir. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be not like, say they'll, that they'll here. like a spousal sport. Well, I mean, depends <laughs> on the judge. Yeah. I mean, the judges are pretty cool. Um, but yeah, like, so they, so this couple comes in, they sit in my office and it's like the first time I've ever seen this. They just both sign the paperwork. They look at each other and they're like, all right, cool. I guess we're divorced, you know, we're getting divorced now. And I was like, okay, well, I just got to submit this and follow with the court. And then, you know, you're going to, you're going to get the response back and it's over, right? You know, mm -hmm. community property terminated, everything's terminated. Y'all go y'all separate ways. 
And it was the weirdest thing because they just looked at each other, high-fived and said, all right, let's go get drinks. <laughs> and then just like walked out of the room and I was just, I was just kind of left there and just like disbelief. I was just like, it could be this easy to do this. Yeah. But, it sounds you know, to me like it's not the norm though. Cause like every- No, no, absolutely not. I, I always settle for like the, uh, I don't know what it is, but I think COVID has brought out like the train wrecks. Yeah. Like, they've really brought out the train wrecks and honestly it's not even the divorce that we do a lot of yeah it's not it's not the divorce it's the kids yeah it's still i'd say about 60 percent of what we do has to do with kids like whether it's child support child custody um changing the child schedule i mean we'll occasionally throw some we'll do some divorces too but the majority of them it's it's focused around those things and I'm, I'm glad you said that with, uh, you know, you're mentioning the, the, the ex-wife, like a common, common thing that you, you see here in Louisiana is you see, and I'm not going to say it's just the, the wife, but I've, yeah, I, you know, like it, when you see a lot more of a tendency from, I'd say from, from the ladies to do this than the men. And that's to, to kind of hold the children up and use the children as like, I'm not going to let you see the children until I get this or until I get that. Yeah. And you, you see, you see that all the time. Um, my, my ex, uh, she was really big on, you know, the court always favors women. And I was like, do they? And so I would like, I, that's one of the things I brought up with my attorney, you know, I was like, you know, she's, she swears she's going to get all this stuff because she's a woman and she th figures that the, and he goes, that's not the case. He goes, no, it's not like, yeah, he, he said I'm that. Like, I'm going to say that's cute. Yeah. I, I'm like, that's cute. Like they'll fall. Like we have like in Louisiana, you, you go through three types of uh, custody. You have joint custody and everybody almost all the time goes for joint custody mm -hmm. and they'll get joint and sold mixed up because joint, you have what they call a domiciliary parent. So the domiciliary is primarily where the kid stays at and it's the tiebreaker. So if y'all want to change like schools you want to, you know, there's something that comes up with like soccer practice or something. The domiciliary is going to be like the small little tiebreaker. Mm -hmm. And everybody gets that confused with soul. But most of the time, the courts want you both parents, right? Because they, yeah. they say, you know, like, even if you're not involved in the same house, they want both of you there and involved in the kid's life. So right. you got to do something like really, really, really jacked up to get soul custody. And you don't even want soul custody because the other parent is off the hook. Like everybody says, oh, I want sole custody. It's like, no, you really don't. Right. Yeah. That's that's one of the things my, my attorney said too. He said, um, he goes, look, he goes, the court always wants to do what's best for the children. He goes, so right. So if like you're never home because you're working all the time, then what's best for the children is probably go with mom. But he's like, you work from home. So you have a better chance of caring for the kids than she does because she's got to go out and find babysitters and stuff like that. So he's like, you have a, you have a great case for 50 50 and then um well, what else did he say oh and then when she wanted full custody he goes she doesn't know what she's asking for he goes because if she gets full custody he's like she's never going to be able to go out she's never going to be able to find like a, you know another husband another date and stuff like that because she's gonna be stuck with those kids and i found that in the dating world where i i go out i, I go for a date with like a single mom and she's got full custody of her kids and she has no fucking time to date Cause she can't find babysitters. Yeah. It's like, I know you're lonely, but hun, 
Yeah, you like, like, come on, you like, throw me a bone here, like, throw me a bone. Yeah. You know, like, you know, at least, you know, leave a crack in the door for me. <laughs> you know, like, like, it's like Corey Wayne, you know, always got a plan to seal the deal. How the hell are you going to seal the deal if you got, like, right. little guys, like, running around there, you know? It's right. Kinda, kinda a, little, a little hard to do, you know? Yeah, I went on a date uh, a couple months ago with, sh with Shit Test Girl, and she has her kids full-time, and she was supposed to have, like, drop them off at her mom's house. So everything was supposed to be cool going back to her place. But she was like, like last minute I went to go pick her up. She's like, I couldn't find a babysitter. So I had to have like my backup come to the house and watch the kids. So it was like, fuck. <laughs> like, there's no, no sex going to happen now. No, right. no, there you go. Like, do you, do you ever just like, kind of like, uh, you'll notice like in that point in the date where it's just like, it feels kind of like when you like you freak out about something, like, let's say, you know, something you're supposed to do. Like I lost my phone or something, and it's just like the life drains from your face. Yes, you realize it's not going to happen, and there's just that that point <laughs> in the evening where you just like look and you're like, yeah, this this isn't going to happen. The rest of this is just going to be a waste. I I try not to. Um, I, I I try to go by Dating Essentials for Men, uh, Doctor Glover's book, where he says when you go to a date, like don't focus on outcome. So yeah. I try to go into every date like that. Like, okay, well, it's not going to happen. You know, at least this is a good opportunity for body language practice, and whatever. Oh, you know? absolutely. absolutely. So, but, but yeah, no, you, there's a definitely a sense of disappointment when you're like, oh, this fuck. I'm supposed to hang out, have fun, and hook up. And there's going to be no right. hooking no, up here. No, no hooking up. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you this question sure. then. Um, because I think this is kind of fascinating. Uh, have you had to deal with any same-sex marriage divorces yet? I've done, uh, yes. Yes. Was yes, that I... was that pretty straightforward or was that like batshit crazy or how'd that go? Honestly, it wasn't bad. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. like, it wasn't crazy. It wasn't bad. I thought it was just going to be completely different, but it was just like two chicks. Yeah. Is it? Oh, it was two chicks. Okay. Yeah. It was like two chicks. And, um, cause I can't remember. I don't think that they like, I, I'm sorry. Like I, I deeply care about what I do and I care about my clients, but it's like at a certain sure. point they start blending together. Sure. Yeah. You, you take, you take so many of them. Like we're at like, I think last last time we checked, we're close to hitting like 170 cases. And how long have you been doing this? Um, the firm's been open since May of 2018. Mm -hmm. but but how long? Just, how long have you been doing the uh, divorce uh, work? I've been with this guy for about uh, four months now. And there's a hundred and seventy-five cases within that four-month yeah. period. Shit. Well, not 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 with just me, but with with him and the, the whole firm. But yeah, yeah, I'm carrying probably forty or fifty right now. Mm. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it's it it sounds it sounds bad, but it's not that bad because they kind of stagger out at a certain point. Now, last week was absolutely bonkers. Like I had three hearings in this the the same courthouse the same day on the same floor at the same time. Mm -hmm. So we, we had to just like, we were bouncing from judge A to judge B to judge C to, to D. And 
you know, hey, can we get a continuance for this? Yeah, sure. And then, you know, jump to this one. Oh, you know, this one's fighting. And then, the, you know, next, an hour later, I'm dealing with this one over here. And it was, it was wild. But, you know, all, all my clients came out happy, so I'm happy. That's, that's good. That's my thing. Like, if you're happy, like, I might think, you know, I might think it's not that good of a deal for you. But if you're happy at the end of the day, that's what's important to me. Yeah. So. Yeah, because you're, but, you're representing your client's interest and if they're like right, right. if they don't want blood yeah. you know, they don't want a, a, a shark then you you can be a dolphin i guess right right exactly i could be a dolphin like i had a guy <laughs> i had a guy i just did uh his wife frivolously filed like a protective order because mm -hmm. literally just took like a plastic solo cup and he threw it against the tv okay and she tried to follow a protective order over that, like saying that she was in danger. Like, and I'm, at the end of the day, I'm sorry. We all, we're all going to get to that point where we lose our, our shit. Sorry, but we, we like, we lose it. And, you know, we all at some level are going to break down. Now, the way you handle that, you know, he might have not have done that in the most mature manner, but did it lock, rise to the level of needing a protective order? No, absolutely not. And uh, yeah, so we, we had to go to court over that. She filed a protective order. We got it dismissed. And then I got him supervised visitation for just like a couple of days a week. And he was absolutely over the moon about it. Just having su supervised? Yeah, he was just absolutely over the moon about it. I was like, well, we got, you know, we got that drop, you know, good. I felt good about the first thing. And the second thing, I wanted to push a little harder. He was like, no, I'm, I'm cool with like two, three days a week. And I was like, okay. I was like, and he's like, uh, it was supervised and he was cool with it. So I was like, okay. Yeah. If you're cool, I'm cool. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. As a, as a dad though, I, uh, I mean, you know, everybody's different, but as a dad, I'm like, you know, I absolutely want to be a part of my, my kid's life. So I, did, I couldn't just do, you know, I couldn't be the weekend dad or, you know, the get, get summers, summers dad, you know, I had to have 50, 50. I was like, if, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, one, one more question about the same sex thing, yeah. or, or at least more of a comment. Yeah. Cause uh, when, when they first, like that first went, uh, became legalized across the country, I was still like in my bitter divorce phase where like, you okay. know, I thought, I thought marriage was a complete sham and you know, I, <laughs> there, there's no way you'd I'd ever get married again. And so when that happened, I just started laughing and I was like, Oh, now they can be miserable like the rest of us. And one of my shipmates, one of my former shipmates says, uh, he goes, you know, the only, the only people that are winning from this are the divorce attorneys. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, yeah, we are. Like I'm, I'm telling you, um, I'm telling you like when corn, I don't, I don't know how the other states are, but, uh, Louisiana was one of the hotbeds for, uh, for COVID. Uh, because right after Mardi Gras, which by the way, if anybody in any other states are listening, calm down for Mardi Gras next year. Oh, it's, it's going to be off the hook. It's an absolute blast. I recommend everybody should come to New Orleans at least once. And then maybe do like, we have another town that's like about two hours west of that. Like it's the Lafayette area, small little town. They do the crazy stuff where like people ch like drink, they'll just like drink in the middle of the road. And then they have this thing where they chase chickens. <laughs> it's just, it's so absurd, but it's like, it's just, you know, all they do is 
feed you good soul food. They found out, they, especially like you, they're going to find out, oh, you, oh, poor baby, you're from Colorado. Oh, come on in, baby. Come here. Come here. <laughs> and they're going to they're gonna feed you. They're going to give you a plate. Yeah. Uh, they're going to they're gonna feed you good. Oh, that so, sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. But so like, okay, so so COVID hit during, during Mardi Gras. And then so like we weren't catching on to it until probably March. And then I think the, the governor ordered something in place in April, like uh, like a quarantine. Okay. And literally when quarantine hit, our our firm's website, that was the highest trafficked month in the history of the firm being open. Mm. Was it was in was in February or not February, was in April. Yeah. Like when people were stuck living together and they couldn't go anywhere. Um, and it was kind of hard because, you know, Corey always talks about that whole concept of, you know, you always got to be on your mission. You always got to be doing your thing. Well, if you got laid off of your job because of COVID, like, yeah, and you're searching for another job and you're sitting around the house and your, your wife is there, you know, she's not going to put two and two together. She's just like, this guy better go out and find like another job. She's not putting together that you're trying to get your stuff together. Right. A lot of the time they just, they see like certain, certain snapshots and they're going to just go with that. And then that just leads to, well, you know what that leads to, obviously. So divorce. Yeah. Yeah. To divorce. <laughs> so yeah, well, that's, that's where that's honestly, that's where like my past relationship took a toll was cause like, the corporate thing, like I said, it took a dive because businesses were starting to close. And uh, yeah, so we were sitting there struggling. We we're staying in a little apartment in like the New Orleans area. And yeah, it was just like, I was trying to get my shit together, but it's just like, it wasn't coming at the rate that I wanted it to. And I don't think that she understood that. Like there's such a huge oversaturation. A lot of people don't realize this is a huge oversaturation of attorneys. Yes. Very, very, very cutthroat. So it's hard to, it's hard to just like, unless you know people or you've been practicing a while, it's hard to go from one job to the next job to the next job. Um, and that's what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there trying to get my ducks in a row and she didn't see that. She just saw me coming in and you know, her coming in from her, like she worked, she got like a job. She was working at a restaurant. She left the restaurant and because of COVID, because they shut down restaurants and she started working at a grocery store and then she just saw me coming in and she saw me just sitting there and she assumed that I was doing nothing. And then, you know, I, she built up some resentment and then, you know, we started fighting and then, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I have some contentions with mine, but you know, it's in the past, it's over, it's done. Yeah. Well, one thing too, uh, Atomic, Attra- have you read Atomic Attraction? I no, no, I've, I've got, it's on my reading list. It's, it's uh, like, I've, that like the stuff that you post, I'm like, man, like I gotta read this book. This looks like such a good book. It's it is really good. Uh, there's some stuff in it that uh, is questionable, but um, but one thing that they really stress in that book is uh, that attraction grows in space. And so if everyone's yeah. crammed together and they have no time to like separate themselves, there's there's no way to rebuild that attraction. You're always stuck there and then you just start getting sick of each other and start fighting. So it makes that to me it makes perfect sense that there's the divorce rates going up. Oh absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think I, I don't know there's just like um 
you know, the more I, you know, I, I study this and I, you know, do the whole, like the whole like red pill philosophy, the more I look into it, it's just stuff is like just popping out now. Uh-huh. It just, just wasn't popping out before. You know, like I told you a while ago, the thing with that guy being on his mission and then his wife just kind of outgrowing him. Yeah. Like you see that a lot. Like um, you, you see that a lot. Or the guy, or it'll be that, or a big, the big, like one of the biggest problems that I've seen with guys is like not being the, you know, not being the rock. You yes. know, you want to be that, like that, that hard, that masculine. I'm, you know, look, I, I get it. Like I'm, I'm working on that. That's like my, that's my, like my thing that I'm trying to improve on right now. But I'm telling you, like um, a lot of these cases that you'll get in family law it's not just based on like the, well, I mean, you got the facts, but you got to look at how the parties work with each other. Right. So if you're on the more favorable, like I'm willing to work with you side, generally a lot of the time they're going to, you're going to get a better schedule. So what I, what I always do is there's, there's an old saying, it's uh, you know, if you give somebody enough rope, they're going to hang themselves with it. Uh-huh. So that's what, like, I've had cases where we've had, like, the mom, like, I was, we're representing a dad, we're in the courtroom, had the mom dead right, she was actually in contempt of court, she wasn't doing what she was supposed to do, Uh, we had her on child support, we had her on custody, and we had her on, like, some small issues that we had to tidy up with, like, splitting up the property, and we're like, okay, we got this, like, we're just gonna, we're gonna nail her, like, we, we got her. And we're getting ready to get up there. And then the other side, that guy, he wasn't in his, he wasn't in his masculine place. Right. And he just like lost his shit in the middle of court because the other attorney was like putting him up on the stand, asking him questions. And then he stepped down and then he literally just turned around and he started arguing with the judge. Ooh, that's not smart. Yeah. And I just like, (laughs) the case went from like way up here to just like, just, you know, just bop, 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 just get shot down. Yeah. And it was just, it was over. It was over after that. So I always tell people like, we'll be in court and, you know, we're in the middle of like doing this or that. Like I had my, I had a hearing on um, a false issue of child abuse. Like uh, you had foster parents that were trying to uh, accuse mom of child abuse. There was no child abuse. Uh, there was a forensic study that came back, said there was no child abuse. There was a, you know, a police report, no child abuse. Mm-hmm. But yet they were, they were pushing and pushing and pushing. Well, we go to court over it and we're sitting there in the courtroom and uh, the other attorney is taking his time. He's like doing his thing with her. And, you know, she's like just wanting to jump down the throat. You know, she's already just wanting to like, and I'm, I'm just sitting with her, you know, cause like, like Corey says, like women, base their decisions off of emotion mm-hmm. and then she was like she's like why aren't you objecting why aren't you objecting and i was just like holding her back i was like hold on hold on yeah and then this guy just goes full circle and he starts asking her questions that actually favored our case yeah and so i just like well, i just sat there and i watched him do it and then i said and he was like okay no, no further questions i get up there and i just take what he said and clarified it and then i just like flipped the script on him yeah. And I, we just like, we got what we wanted. We, we won, we, we won the case the best we could. We got I feel, what we out of it. I feel like in court, uh, I used to date a cop, uh, last okay. year dated a cop, uh, for a couple months 
and we would talk about law. I find law fascinating. I, I work with my, uh, my day job, my, uh, company's lawyers all the time. Cause I, oh, I, cool. I, I'm in charge of the network security for my company. And so we get contracts in and I have to look over, uh, you know, our clients requests for, you know, security, you know, their security requests. And so I have to look through contracts all the time, work with the attorneys. Um, but I just find law just super fascinating. And, and, and um, yeah, and one of the things that she talks about is how, you know, people just will run their mouths. They just don't know oh, how, yeah. to sh- they don't have, yeah. they have, they don't know how to shut up. And they'll like, and so cops will just sit there and be like, mm-hmm, and go on, you know, and, <laughs> Not well, yeah, I'm not even I'm not even a criminal attorney, but like look, right. like I want you to you know like criminal law is pretty similar because you know it's all based on co- constitutional issues which are pretty you know constitutional issues are just rights yeah so they're pretty it's pretty across the board you know you have certain stuff that's criminalized and written a certain way where this is illegal and that's illegal sure but but um, for the most part criminal law is pretty. You know, it's pretty level, pretty straightforward, no matter where you go. And if you watch like these shows, like Cops, yeah, like half the time the cop doesn't have anything on the guy, but the yep. cop just asks him a question, and then he just keeps running his mouth, and he feels guilty, right. and then he just you have a right to remain have, silent for a reason, like yeah, it's your yeah, benefit, just, yeah. yeah, like it's. Uh, <laughs> Have you, have you ever, uh, I don't know, they, they used to be on TV a lot, and it was like, or in YouTube, and I think they're on Daniel Tosh, it was these guys, they're called the Pop Bros. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Where they're like, like shut the fuck up, up Friday? Yeah, shut the fuck up Friday. Yeah. Like, that's the, that's the best advice I could give anybody. Like, they're just like, when they said that, I was like, oh my God, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's the most beautiful thing ever. Because I'm telling you, people will just ruin whatever they get people and people have this uh concept it's almost like a 97 percent thing like oh you got to bring girls chocolates and flowers and shit people have this concept that they have to cooperate with police officers or else you know they're gonna the police officers are gonna throw them in jail it's like well you can you can be cooperative and not say anything you know you can be like yeah with all due respect officer absolutely um, Absolutely. You, you can be cordial and just be like, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't fully discuss in my day. Yep. You know, you're just like, so where are you, where are you going to, I don't fully discuss in my day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and they can't they politely can... ask him. Yeah. Why'd you pull me over? Like, yep. Yeah. I mean, they can ask you a million times. You don't have to tell them and <laughs> you know, and you, yeah, you, know, just... you have to be a dick about it either, you know, but I, th- I think that's where a lot of people get confused is like, you see a lot of these guys and, and honestly, from the cop standpoint, I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. Like you'll see a lot of cops that are getting like infuriated. Yeah. Um, with the, like the, you have the guy with the cell phone. He's just picking up. And he's like, "Oh, you can't do anything to me. You can't do it." And he's just like two feet. Like he's like this close to the to the cop. Yeah. You know. So I I mean, there's like I think I do think that there's you know obviously there needs to be like I'm not gonna put that in policy political sure whatever on the on the show but you know i think there needs to be some some reform on both sides yeah maybe don't provoke the cop yeah don't (laughs) provoke the cop but you know more training okay cool um yeah (laughs) when i when i dated uh that cop chick uh the first time she came over my house she came over my house during a work day and she's like oh i'll come over and hang out with you at work and and i work i've been working from home for seven years so i was like okay so i'm sitting at my desk you know just taking care of some emails and she's sitting on the couch and she goes do you mind if i take a look around and i i turned to her and i said you got a warrant (laughs) (laughs) 
what she said. He just looks at me like, what? And I was just like, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Just go ahead. Go ahead, you know. But yeah, she thought that was funny. Because I'm like Mr. Libertarian, so. Right, right. Yeah, like individual <laughs> liberties. Yeah, I, I get it. Um, I, have, I have on my computer, um, you know, like the Fifth Amendment protects my uh, encryption passphrase and stuff. She did not like that. She was like, <laughs> she's like what's that all about? And I was like, well, you know. My right. Well, don't don't forget about. Uh, well, I mean, you have the fifth. Yeah. The fifth covers, you know, obviously, you know, self-incrimination, but like a lot of people don't forget forget about the other cool things about the the fifth, like the equal protection mm -hmm. of the law to everybody. Yeah. Well, a lot of people don't forget, like they they forget about the fourteenth. Mm. The fourteenth amendment is like the one's applicable to the state and one's applicable to the federal government. Mm-hmm you know, from the, the federal government. So a lot of people are like, oh yeah, Fifth Amendment's so awesome. And it is an awesome amendment. You got a lot of cool stuff in there. But a lot of people forget about the 14th. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the first the first 10 are all pretty awesome. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then you'll have like just some like obscure ones on like how uh, congressmen and legislators should be, you know, treated and paid. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I've never, yeah, I never seen anybody get on on that. And come to think of it, I've never seen any Third Amendment cases, like the Third Amendment, the the, the quartering of troops in homes. Yeah, that doesn't happen much. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> never, you never see that. Like, you see some awesome, like, cool First Amendment, like a speech. Yeah. Or like a, uh, you know, something with guns that's pretty cool, but you never see any like Third Amendment stuff. Like, hey, the National Guard's parking on my campground. And yeah. I don't like it. You know, you never see anything like that. You just always see first, second, fifth, maybe some sixth and seventh, you know, dealing with like uh, trials and rights to attorneys and yada, yada, yada. Fourth, never any Third Amendment. Fourth Amendment, right? Fourth Amendment's uh, yeah, huge, it? unlawful searches and seizures. Search and seizure, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So, um, what always test on the bar, by the way. Always test on the bar. Yeah. <laughs> but the first and fourth are always tested. They always test those on the bar. I'm sure. Yeah. Those are pretty important ones. Yeah. I, I, I could, I could set my watch to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, so I used to be the guy that was like, I'm never getting married again. Never. But, right. um, I got into this long-term relationship after my, my, uh, ex-wife and man, I thought that chick was the one and she and I broke up last year and I was starting to get to a place where I was like, I could do it. I could get married again, but I would have to have a prenuptial agreement and we'd have to have separate banking accounts. You know, there were certain stipulations that like, I feel like I can do it, but I have to have these stipulations. Um, how, like, have you done uh, prenups, prenuptial well, we agreements? We do prenups and, you, you know, I, I think they talk like, I don't know if you know, like, uh, uh, Cooper was from Entrepreneur and, and Cars. Or, um, I'm not familiar, like, but I, I don't know. He's like a red pill guy. Um, he talks about them incessantly, mm -hmm. um, and he and he talks about using them as like a you know like a shit test for women. Mm -hmm. You know to like differentiate the the gold diggers. One of the things too that you could like bring up too to mention is it actually protects them. Yeah. Because, like, one of the things they just think about is, like, what I'm getting, right? What I'm monetarily getting. Right. But they don't think about what's monetarily taken away from you, right? Okay. So it's not just, like, what you acquire together in terms of, like, assets. It's also debt. 
So that's, that's another way that I kind of like, if somebody else is kind of on the fence about it and I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm doing one, you know, that's one of the things I'll mention. I'll be like, well, you know, you're not going to pick up any of his debt. So if he goes like freaking crazy and yeah. he's taking out all these credit cards, you're not going to be responsible for any of that debt. Oh, that's a smart way of selling it. I was, uh, I was talking with hairstylist chick who I've been talking okay, about on, yeah, on the page yeah. lately. And, uh, you know, cause when she and I first met, I, I told the story on the page, uh, you know, she sort of said, Oh, well, I'm not, I'm never going to, you know, I'm not going to have sex until I get married. And I was like, well, I'm not doing that. You know, so I, I, right. yeah. Yeah, I, I friend zoned her like months ago and, but I kept in contact because I wanted a, a hairstylist for my daughter. And so we've stayed in contact this whole time. And when she, uh, you know, when I reached out to her recently uh, to schedule a hair point with my daughter, I took my daughter down there and she texted me saying, God, you know, I think you're so hot. And I was like, okay, well, it's too bad you have such strong convictions, you know? And she goes, well, I don't know if it's strong convictions or I'm just delaying the inevitable. So I was like, okay, I'll ask you out on a date. But so we went on our first date and that was like some of the conversations we had, you know, and she was even saying like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get married again. And so then I was like, I was like, well, I could do it, you know, but I, I'd have to have a prenup. And, um, and so we started having that conversation. And, and I was saying like, the way I look at it is if you put a, get a prenup done, that takes everything out of the equation. And that like proves that you're there for each other. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah. I, yeah, I was curious about that. Um, and like, is there, I mean, there's probably loopholes in there. Like, can you make like an ironclad like prenup where like, yeah, like, okay, here's, here's where people like, uh, get caught off guard In Louisiana. You have like, you know, obviously we're like previously talking, we we're talking about alimony, right? Louisiana yeah. would call it spousal support. So you have two types in Louisiana. You got, interim which is like in the process of you getting divorced mm -hmm. which you can't waive that not even with a prenup you can waive that really um yeah yeah but i mean there there's there's still like you still have to meet certain like checks in the box okay to, to, to get it so the way the way spousal support is is based off it's based off the the, the needs of the party right so you that that person has got to prove that they need it right so mm -hmm. they can't just like, let's say you're both making $100,000 a year, you know, you're living a de decent life, you know, a good life or whatever. You know, she can't just come and say, well, I need this. She's got to prove that she, she needs the money. So you, you got to get that check in the, check in the box. Mm -hmm. And then you have the ability, you know, the ability of the other party to pay. That's the other thing. So if he's not making a lot of money, but it can't be waived. Interim cannot be waived. And that's what I keep telling people over and over and over again. But, um, Final is just like what you would think of what is alimony, which is like the one that lasts for a long, long time until the person either dies, gets remarried. Or time runs out. That's, or, that's how yeah. mine was. Yeah. The time runs out. Yeah. Um, Louisiana almost like never grants final spousal support. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say never, but it's the burden's pretty high. The burden is really, really high. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like that's how it should be because I feel like alimony and uh, like maintenance or spousal support or whatever you want to call it. It was created like because women used to not be able to work. So they, 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 they had to have this incentive to be able to file for divorce if things were bad enough and then not feel scared that they weren't going to be able to support themselves until they could find a new man to take care of them. Right. And that's not the case anymore. Not with like equal opportunity, you know, cause my, my ex-wife, she has a degree. She could get a job. I was like, look, if you want to be a free bird, you know, and fly out, fly the nest, go, go be free. Why do I have to pay for your lifestyle? You know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it's, it's so frustrating sometimes to dealing with that. Um, and that's, that's one of like the bargaining chips that I have to use. Like sometimes when I'm like mediating a case and we're talking with the other side is just like, well, I'm willing to take this off the table if you do this, mm. you know? And um, it's usually probably like either, I don't know, it's kind of a change. So the way it'll work is in Louisiana, you have, people like to address them separately, but they kind of, they're kind of tied together like peanut butter and jelly, as I like to say. Like, uh, you have uh, child support and then child, you know, the, uh, the child schedule, right? Yeah. Child custody. So child support is based off of the time between the parties, who has them, what percentage of the time, who's a domiciliary, who's carrying like things like the insurance and the, the, uh, the, the net income of the parties. And it works just like QuickBooks. Like it'll spit out a number. Mm-hmm. It just boom, you know exactly what you're going to pay. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people like to address those two things together. So the amount of the, a lot of time, we'll use a lot of time to figure out the, the child support. Mm-hmm. So they kind of go together. I'll kind of try to latch them together. Sometimes you'll have people that are like, I just want to do child support and we'll run like a rough schedule. And then if both of them are happy with it, then, then we're good. Um, and, and like I said, it could go either way. Like I, I was representing a woman one time. It was like the first time I ever went to court. I was completely nervous. I thought I was going to screw this up. Mm-hmm. It was way out in, uh, we, we don't have counties here in Louisiana. We have parishes. Par- parishes, yeah, parishes. Yeah. So we're out in Iberia Parish, which is like out in the middle of nowhere, BFE. And, you know, I meet this girl and, you know, we're sitting there, I'm sitting there talking to her and, she's owed like a whole bunch of child support and she like the dad can't track them down or anything, you know? And then finally the dad, they, they summons the dad, they fund the dad, they serve him. He gets the court. He owes like, I think like uh, well over 10 grand in child support mm. and, you know, from past due. And uh, she was like, look, if he, if he like commits to paying this much a month, I'll forget like everything that he owes me. So I just like literally, he didn't have an attorney. And I just like walked over and I was like, she's willing to do this if you do this. And he just like looked at me and goes, okay, cool. It was like <laughs> the first case I ever worked with. And then I just like looked at it and I was like, wow, that was easy. Yeah. And then I just like went in front of the judge, got it conferred. And the judge was like, okay, cool. Yeah. He agrees. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm just like looking around. I'm like waiting. I'm waiting. I'm like waiting somebody to come out of the woodwork saying that I did something wrong. And now, now it was, it was that easy. It was that easy. Just boom, boom, boom. Like, so I get them both ways. Um, but like, I always, always tell people it's like, uh, you know, like when you read 
the, the book, one of the things that like popped out to me was like, oh, my wife is doing this this week or my wife is doing this, you know, that this or that. She's acting out of the norm. Yeah. And I always say, I'm like, just, I'll do like what Corey, Corey says about like the cats. Yeah. I was like, you got to let her come back to you. She's like a cat. Yeah. And then yeah. he's like, and then they overthink. They're like, no, no, no. She's out doing this and that. I'm like, eh, no, 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 don't worry about it. Just yeah. let her come back to you. Yep. Give her and space. Then if they let her do come back what around. I say, if they do what I say, I swear to God, like she'll come back. Sometimes and she'll be like, you know, you're right. I think I overreacted with the child support. Let's just do this. Yep. And then we'll, you know, we'll get it done. Yeah. So you think the, the book helps in your practice? Oh my God. Oh my God. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just like the small little, small little things are starting to just like pop up just yeah. all over like little, little pins on a map. And it's just, it's, it's crazy. Like I, uh, yeah. Like you- I, I, you know, I have like, I had, uh, I had somebody that was like falling for divorce and they were upset because they'd been together for like two decades. And I just, we, we got done with the paperwork, you know, I was following it and they're just sitting there and they're getting ready to cry. It was like this guy and he was just like, I'm really upset. You know, like, I'm never going to find anybody else. I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to do that. And he was like a business owner. Yeah. And I was like, I was just sitting on telling him, I'm like, I said, I said, I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you're like 60, 70, 80. Like with modern technology, I was like, you just keep doing you. And I'm telling you, they're going to pop out of the woodworks. Yeah. And then I think I called him, like, because there's been a delay with the court systems, right? Because of COVID. So everything is backlogged. So what will happen is you can only have like so many people in the courtroom and they can only see so many, you know, so the cases are really staggered out. So it's taken twice as long. So I had to call him like a month or two later when all this got finalized and uh, I was sitting there talking to him, and sure enough, he like met some chick. <laughs> My man. Yeah, he met he met some chick, and I was like, yeah, I told you, like it gets better, right? And he's just like, yeah. So I always tell people too, like when you're looking at this, I don't care where you are. It's it's almost like um, the the whole the whole apprehension of like losing the other person and, or, and going to court for that matter. It reminds me of like you remember when you're a kid and you did something like really screwed up. Mm-hmm. And your mom catches you doing it. And she says, just wait until dad comes home. Yeah. And you're sitting up in your room and you're just sitting there like biting your nails. You're like pacing back and forth. And you're that like, oh, fear crap. of the unknown. Yeah. Yeah. And then dad comes home and then he just like, he might like spank you a little bit. Or most of the time he'll just like look at you and be like, don't do that again. Right. And they'll turn around and walk out of your room. And you're like, that really wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that's what I always tell people. Like they leave my office. I said, look, you're just waiting for dad to come home right now. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing right now. You just got to wait for dad to come home. You got to have that, that abundance mindset is. Huge. Oh, absolutely. So huge. Have you, uh, I, last two questions. Have you recommended the book to any of your clients yet? Just curious. Um, I've recommended it to my, uh, my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, you got some people that I'll, I'll like, if I could tell that they're like kind of open-minded about certain things, cause like, I'm not going to waste my time trying to like shove something when somebody doesn't, isn't yeah. going to be receptive. But, uh, believe it or not, you know who I got hooked on it was actually my, one of my sisters. She's oh. been, yeah, yeah. She got in like a really, uh, she's been married 
for like, uh, since like 2004, 2005, um, she's like, you know, super alpha female, like goes out there, like kills it at work. She makes really good money. And the husband, like, I mean, great guy, but he's like stay at home dad, you know? So he's not really doing a lot, you know, love him to death, but, um, yeah. So, you know, obviously there was some issues of like growing apart and stuff like that. And the, yeah. and she was becoming the more masculine in the relationship. Right. And then we, like we had, we went down this weekend and I was sitting there talking to her and I was telling her all these ideas and it just like, all of a sudden you could see like a light bulb click in the, you know, just light up in the back of her head. And she was like, kind of like, she was like, where'd you learn this from? And then I told her about the book and she was like, I really want this book. Yeah. So the book, the book does help. Like I, I, I yeah. But yeah, you can't, you can uh, lead a horse to water. You can't, but you, you can't, can't make, make a drink. drink. Yeah. Like yeah. you can only, you know, offer like, Hey, check this book out, you know, da, 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 da. It's completely changed my life. But you know, it really is true that whole 10 to 15 times. Cause like the first couple of times I, I really was cherry picking it. Mm-hmm. And I, I was doing it for my own, like a personal greed, no, like no shame. I was just going out and having fun and I was just using it for that. Yeah. I didn't actually sit down and apply the principles though to like all the other stuff. And I was just, I was honestly, I was just kind of shortchanging myself. That's, that's what, what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So the, my last question and we'll wrap sure. up here cause we're at like an hour. Um, yeah. What does being a 3% man mean to you? What does being a 3% man mean to me? To me, it means like living, living your, living yourself, like living in your own and loving yourself for who you are and accepting what's going on in the present and living in the now, like accepting the fact, like maybe you're not in the house you want to be, right? Mm -hmm. You got to say, Hey, I'm not in the house I want to be, but I'm going to be, and this is how I'm going to do it. Mm. You know, or I don't have that job I want. This is how I'm going to get that job I want. That's what being a 3% man is to me. Not worrying about all the other stuff, not worrying about all the silly, stupid stuff. It's, it's just being yourself, you know, going after what you want and just, yeah. Like focusing on your mission. Just focusing on your mission. Yeah, absolutely. Got it. I think that's a great answer. All right, Matt. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to meet with me tonight. This is awesome, man. I'm yeah, glad we were able to do it. I'm sorry I had to. Blessed. I was going to say I'm sorry I had to cancel on you Tuesday, and no, it, you almened did the takeaway on me. I was like, oh snap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, I thought, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Thanks again. Yeah, absolutely. I want to thank Matt again for his time. As you heard in that conversation, he normally charges $300 per hour, and although nothing he said can be construed as legal advice anyway, you got all that info for free. I'm curious to know what you thought about this conversation, though. Feel free to make a post about it in the 3% Man Facebook group and tag Matt or I. Or go to anchor.fm slash comeonman and click the message link to leave a voice message for the show. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Come On Man. If you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend reading How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne at least 10 to 15 times. I recommend you watch his coaching videos on YouTube And I recommend that you engage with other 3% men in our 3% Man Facebook group. Links to all of these are in the show notes. 
If you like this episode, please give us a good rating on your podcast platform of choice and share with all of your bros. Now go out and get it.